and welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave, the movie talk show where each week one of us takes a movie off our shelf and presents it to the other and shares our thoughts. Slow down. I can't, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, you are. This week we've got coming off of my shelf. Clearly. 1988's <laughs> Halloween 4. Yeah. Continuing our October tradition, Dave. Why not at this point? <laughs> <laughs> it's one less, less thing to think about. Just like, grab yeah. one off the shelf and roll yeah, it out. I, I respect you sticking with the same series. You could have went in a different direction. This could have been an opportunity to go to Chucky or Freddy or... I will say I did just go last week to see Friday the 13th in the theater. The new one? No, no, no. Oh. They reissued. Uh, if you recall, Friday the 13th had just occurred. And, yes, uh, it did. Yeah. In honor of that, it seems the local uh, movie theaters put out the original out there in the real world. So uh, seems reasonable. So couldn't wait. The fans out checked there. it out. I'd never seen that in the theater before. Yeah. That was very did you go alone? No, of course not. No, of course not. That's not true. I go all the time to alone. Say. It's ridiculous to even say that. <laughs> uh, no, I brought, the, I brought the girlfriend this time. Oh, yeah. How'd she like it? Uh, is she a fan of the horror genre? She's I don't know not, but it. gradually is coming along. Oh, that's We've good. watched uh, yeah. some things. We watched uh, the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street a few years back. Watched Jaws uh, together. Um, we're going to go and see Night of the Living Dead and The Shining in the theater this uh, com- uh, couple, okay. co- next couple of weeks. You got it all planned out. So, eh? yeah, she was game. I had said, look, I really want to check this movie out. Uh, it's a slasher. You know, it's an extension. We had, She and I had watched Halloween 1 and 2 to- and 3, actually, together. We oh, did not wow. watch Halloween 4, however. Um, well, after 3, she's like, I'm not watching <laughs> this <I'm> anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah. So, uh, I could have pivoted, but, uh, you know. I, Your I creature habit, you know, uh, same toppings on the pizza. That's very the same true. Mural. I like consistency. Yeah. No, have Ironically, I have it. to tell you, and I think we probably discussed this way back. This is not my favorite horror movie series. No, but it just happened to be the one we it's chose for Halloween, maybe, and now we're, we're riding it out. Maybe you thought maybe this is the one that Dave. If I can Mike. get, if I can get Dave, maybe it's Halloween. Yeah, maybe he's yeah. a big Mike Myers fan of SNL. That's right, exactly. Loves Wayne's World. I thought, yeah. you know, here's my in. Yeah, Austin Powers <laughs> fan, maybe. Yeah, yeah. well, rolling the dice. Now, maybe. having said that, I suspect you had not seen this movie before. No, even though your previous experience was obviously very joyful with the Halloween franchise, I'm surprised mm. you didn't go ahead on your own. Yeah, it's weird how three did that to me. <laughs> One led me to, yeah, I'll watch two. Yeah, and then two, and then. Then I was fine. I was good. And then three, I'm like, I have. You're out. I mean, all right. I knew. I knew this was an offshoot of, uh, you know, a subdivision of uh, <laughs> yep. something else. So I knew. It, obviously, it's in the title. It, it gets back to this is the returns. So this is the return. I really set the bar quite low, and I think Halloween three did that for me. Yes, that's fair. And I think that works in my favor. And in favor of the movie, yeah. And in favor of this conversation, <laughs> that it uh, it can only be better. Yeah. So it'll be clearly uh, maybe not as a funny episode as Halloween Three because it's <laughs> it was not a disaster. Yeah, it led to some com- <laughs> uh, some comedy moments between us. But uh, yeah, you know, I will say in short, I know you haven't asked the question yet, but go ahead because I know what you're going to ask eventually. What are your initial thoughts? <laughs> <My> initial thoughts. <laughs> uh, I'm doing fine, uh, thank you. Uh, you know, I was, I was, pl- I was, uh, bleh, uh, bleh. I was pleasantly surprised how much I didn't didn't dislike it. How's that? Wow, that's a, that's a high praise. Yeah, I'm impressed by that. I watched it a couple times, 
and then I looked at at its score, and I think how do how do how do my feelings compare to how everyone else felt about this one? Because people who are big fans of the series might say, "Oh, this is oh, this was really good," mm-hmm. and uh, the two scores, as you know, on IMDb, there's two different scores. Of course, one was pretty low, and I liked it more than that. I was right in with the actually other the five point eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, me. But I, I even felt it was a little bit better than that. Yeah, okay. Surprisingly, I would say so. sure. Which is you know, you think people that are, are rating these are fans of the genre, in which I claim not to be, and I stick with that claim. Yeah. But uh, I have a, a bit of appreciation for this type of horror movie uh, compared to some series. I think with with its delivery, which it's which it did not do. I felt in Halloween three. It completely went in a completely different direction, not necessarily just with the, the character, mm. but with how they delivered it. Sure. Uh, the style. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I felt different. And I felt this went back to the original style, even though I'm assuming it was done by a different director for number four. Yeah, directed by Dwight Little. Dwight uh, Little. Okay. Yeah, John Carpenter. They had, they had hoped to bring John Carpenter back, along with Deborah Hill, to kind of revamp the series yeah. after three. But because uh, Carpenter and Hill, they produced three. Um, yeah, produces the you know here's some money, make <laughs> it. But, uh, but they they didn't want uh, certainly didn't they want to come back. So so it went to a different group for four. And uh, I think you're right in terms of getting back yeah. to basics. It's definitely mm-hmm. a, a closer to and I mean certainly three it does, is the outlier. It does not count in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's a blemish on the record. Well, I don't know if it can be a blemish. I mean, I there's things about that movie that are really bad, but generally speaking, I like it. Still, in <laughs> in in some of its choices that it makes, I like the uh, anthological approach to the Halloween movie. You know, every every year going to be kind of a creepy tale. Uh, whether you like that creepy tale or not is maybe secondary to at least the concept of it. But obviously, it didn't work. Huge misfire and. The idea is now we get the return of Michael Myers, put his face on the poster, put yeah, his name a, right yeah, in the planter, title. Uh, planter flag on this Just guy. Ma- yeah, making sure now that basically he's entering the pantheon of a Freddy, of a Jason. Yeah. Put him amongst you know. the elites. Yes, exactly. Because I think that I do think that that's an interesting idea by how, having a series, and every series is its own individual sort of tale mm-hmm. story. So mm-hmm. what they did with three, but. It was such a bad idea. Yeah. It didn't take. That's but the I, problem. But I think that would be something you'd want to start from day one. Establish it. Don't do like a sequel of the, and then do it. Yeah. Do a movie. It's called whatever the series is called. And the next movie is completely a different sort of story. Yeah. But under the same umbrella of, of that, you know, title, I guess. Yeah. You definitely have the op- option, especially with something like Halloween as a, as a genre, as a, as a holiday, as it were, as an event. To really get into the macabre and kind of crazy kooky stuff year over year over year. The macabre? Yeah. Huh? Uh, there's often been anthological s- movies, something like Twilight Zone the movie, Tales from the Crypt the movie, uh, sorry, Tales from the Dark Side the movie, and um, Creep Show. These are movies that kind of take three, four, five stories and put them into, into, into one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are never really very successful. And then something like Tales from the Crypt, which is a every week there's a new episode of yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, I loved that show growing up. And so there are elements where you take the sort of, you know, maybe that you can't hang a two-hour movie on, but a 45-minute, hour-long episode of something or 
three or four 25-minute stories within the movie uh, is sure, a little bit yeah. more palatable. Um, but tasty indeed. That's right. But this time we've got Michael Myers returning. Yeah, glad to have him back. We've got uh, Donald Pleasance, of course, returning. Loomy. Uh, we've Loomy. got uh, starring, uh, of course, Danielle Harris. Now, I want to just for a moment discuss yeah. the the horror world. So 88, pretty big horror year for me. Uh, it seems like the luck. If I recall, even though I didn't watch it, I felt it was right in, in the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Friday 13th, those were all sort of either already out or into a sequel or yeah. th- at that point, or so third, three In 88, four. I was watching, I was probably Hellraiser even, introduced maybe. to horror movies. I was nine years old, eight, eight or nine years old. Checks out. And it's it ended up being a real sweet spot for me. Because around this time, that Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 had come out, and I loved that movie. Rennie Harlow directing... I stayed up until like one in the morning watching a making of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. And then right after that, they aired Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, strangely. Isn't the 4 considered the best? I I wouldn't put I it at the best by any stretch. People think the best 1 and 3. 3 is considered the best sequel. Okay. But I have a soft spot for 4. I okay, love, I knew there I was something with it. that that you had mentioned um, and I sort of listened. And it's directed by Rennie Harlan, as I said, a pretty noteworthy I know that name. name. Yeah. Uh, well, Die Hard 2. Uh, oh, well, there you go, and uh, many other things, but specifically Dark. The one that, that's terms, the one I would know exactly in the archive. <laughs> what would Dave know? Um, but so th- around this time, as well as Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, and really? that already had seven already by eighty eight. Eh? Yeah, it started in the seventies too. Uh, it started nineteen eighty. They were pretty much doing one every, every year. Every year, every okay. Um, every Friday and uh, they took I think one year off, but generally speaking. Uh, was it EA Sports on that company? Or? Basically, <laughs> from what, yeah. And as I said, by putting Michael Myers now front and center, they're basically accepting him into the sort of pantheon of yeah, he's at the round of table. slashers. Yeah. Um, that three had kind of discarded him because at this point he had not been in a movie for seven years. Uh, if you mm-hmm. recall, Halloween two was eighty one, mm-hmm. yeah, and he wasn't in. Halloween three, obviously. So yeah, he's, on, he's on hiatus. He's on a break. That's it. So bringing him back was a big Building deal. Building up is getting his strength. <laughs> exactly. If you're a Michael Myers fan, a Halloween fan, a John Carpenter fan, then this was a pretty big deal. It was on the cover of Fangoria magazine, which uh, I was a av- avid reader of. Yeah, so it was like so a comeback movie. It was of. a big comeback yeah. movie, and it was really something to put him kind of front and center. Yeah. And uh, I was very excited about it. I obviously couldn't see it in the theater. Um, but not, our, not legally exactly but I loved reading those articles in Fangoria although at this time Halloween really wasn't my go-to Freddy in Nightmare on Elm Street was and uh, Friday the 13th was probably second so I mean Halloween was a distant third at the time um, stole metal bronze right. so. but 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 coming back in four I was reintroduced to a character that I didn't really have much connection to well he doesn't really give you much to connect to uh, he's not very personable no but the iconic know him, you know? look of him <laughs> yeah, and the, the look, sort yeah. of the the, 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 the slashering of it yeah. so okay um, I was excited to, to check this one out this week when's and, the last uh, uh, last time you've seen four mm, you know Shout Factory put out a a great box set I want to say Five, six years ago, perhaps. Okay. Um, and I made it a point at that point to kind of watch all of them. Okay, so about five years. So I'd say about five or six years, yeah. Okay. And then I just recently got uh, the whole series again in 4K because the original box set only had Blu-ray. 
Then they re-released them all with 4K. So, of course, uh, I had to do that. Oh, of course. Your hands are tied. Hands are tied. What am I going to do? <laughs> so that was uh, that was the instinct. I'm wondering, as a not-a-whore fan, what are the things, just generally speaking, that stick out to you about this movie as it relates to 3? Like, were you... When you saw that it was the return of Michael Myers in the title, did you have any feeling whatsoever? Did you care? Were you interested in what they do to bring him back you kind of did you remember the ending of of part two at all like kind of where were you going into this movie well philip that is a lot to unpack i will say i was curious was a word i would use to see what they were going to do with the character how he was introduced into the movie and i was trying to remember what happened at the end of two i sort of remember an explosion yeah, shot shot in the eyes. Shot in the eyes. And then forgot about that. And then the the gas and then explosion. Yeah, and then we just don't see that the the assumption at the end of two is that Loomis and he Loomis sacrificed himself yes. basically to blow up the room with a match or the lighter yeah, and so forth. Uh, it's a big as, sacrifice. As Jamie Lloyd gets away. Yeah. Not Jamie Lloyd, uh Lori Laurie Strode. Lloyd Christmas. Gets away. Yeah. <laughs> So, obviously, it's a bit of a stretch coming back, but it's not in the fact because this, this genre allows for <laughs> some, some leniency uh, yeah. there, which we can sort of touch on as we go through. But, um, yeah, once we, we sort of got into it, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm with it. It seems pretty uh, a pretty safe entry for him yeah, to okay. come in. Like, It didn't seem like weird or odd or anything like that so were you excited to see him again did you miss him in three <laughs> yeah I I, I I sort of did i do i do like his look okay do like his look i really want to get to know him yeah, you didn't mind two right like you obviously liked one you didn't mind two I've, and then you really did not like three yeah. so wondering does the michael myers thing have any allure to you going into the movie is what i'm kind of you know like just sight unseen title the return of michael myers were you relieved to see that this one was a michael myers movie yeah well i mean yes yeah i, I was well obviously i knew it was going to be so i was glad that they went back to it yeah and i, I like the fashion in which they they did it yeah okay. so um i hate to admit it but it did i was a little excited i watched it late at night oh nice perfect uh you know had the headphones in and everything so i was i, I set myself up kind for locked it in sure even though i had really sort of checked it as like i really had low expectations for it i sort of at the same time was like I'm kind of excited to watch this well that's fantastic Good combination that's fantastic i i'm i was excited to sort of take it off the shelf in part because it's halloween season but also just again to to reacquaint you with with Michael Myers and, and anytime I get to sl- talk about a slasher movie I, I I'm, yeah, I'm, you, I'm right into it so as I said watching Sicker. Friday the 13th last week is a it was a nice uh just a reminder about how much I love this genre so yeah well I'm glad you do yeah <laughs> uh I wonder how let's just get into it yeah please I got I'm excited to get into the into the talking about the movie one of the things enough. that I, I I am immediately taken by is the opening shots because what I felt when watching that was a distinct sense of the fall uh those static shots of what I believe was Utah 
Um, gorgeous. But the the leaves falling off the trees, the Halloween de- decorations, the mailboxes at the end of a long driveway, the ephemera all around the town. It felt very much like, in a way that, that Halloween 2 and to a lesser extent Halloween 1 really didn't feel like Halloween time necessarily because it was shot in California. There was certain some leaves, but I don't know. There was... There's elements of that, that that do obviously carry over, but I thought something about the look and the beginning of 4 felt very autumnal. I felt like I am in the fall, in Halloween season. Did you catch any of that or have any uh, the atmos- connection to it? The atmosphere felt very similar to the first one. Yeah. like I feel like I'm right back to where I was, and that was Halloween time yes. and leafy leafy <laughs> yeah. i love it yeah, I, I i really like the stillness of the opening i like that it takes its time a little bit to kind of yeah, get us set up kind of quiet and we get a fair amount of exposition fairly quickly which i which i thought was pretty good i mean they ultimately they're getting the tour the the hospital's coming to pick michael myers up now i think to myself Maybe pick another day to do this, uh, Halloween night, you know, like exactly they're, 10 years after the events of the last. Uh, they're, they're certainly not doing themselves any favors. Yeah. You know what? Do it on uh, December 3rd. I think you might be OK. Yeah. But well, the introduction of the ambulance people. Yeah. Is my first note is they're dead. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, these movies like this are sometimes predictable, but generally it does a pretty good job. Of not being predictable, but this there's always going to be yeah, at there, least one exactly. Big, yeah, you need the fodder, you right? I mean, ultimately that's what these yeah. movies become. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched the Friday the Thirteenth trailer, um, probably not. No. But uh, were you to, you would see that effectively it is just a two minute sequence of people making a face of dying. They would just say like, "Hey, how's it?" And they would get stabbed, and it would go one, two. And basically everybody in the movie, you get to basically see that they're going to die. Hmm. You don't see how necessarily, but you see that they're basically going to die. And the body count is just going up. In fact, Friday the 13th Part 2 has the tagline, the body count continues. Oh, that's nice. So like, effectively, that's what these movies become in 1980 and beyond. It's really just about setting people up to die. And so you're not wrong, I think, by introducing the the yeah. ambulance people going like, yeah, these guys yeah. are the first to go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, look at the ball rolling. But I do like the 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 way in which movie has to make up for the fact that there's been 10 years, 10 actual years, since the last time, uh, since the first night, right? Even though the Halloween 2 movie came out in 81, yeah. it was an extension of that same night in 78. Yeah. So the movie has to exactly. explain sort of, it, what 10 years have gone on. And you get that from like that creepy dude that takes the ambulance guys down where he yeah, talks about how Jesus creepy, yeah. got nothing to do with it. Yeah. And he's talking about 10 years they've been here and we've been keeping them and whatever else. So I like that they at least do their best to, to lay out all that exposition yes. early on. Um, did should. you feel like you had any more questions? <laughs> uh, I didn't. Maybe, but I didn't bother asking them. Sure. Fair. I don't think it would have done any good no. to ask them. Knowing that you're not going to get the answer. Yes. I just felt that Mike, uh, uh, Michael aged well in those 10 years. He looked great. 
Well, he had the big gauze on his face. It's tough to say. <laughs> it's tough to say. <laughs> it's tough to say how yeah. he looks at the end of that. But uh, I do like that anyway. So I, I just like that, that, that they get rid of the exposition because if you're an audience member, A, if you've never seen a Halloween movie before, it's a chance to come in mm-hmm. and you get a little bit of an explanation as to where we've been. And then if you are a fan of Michael Myers, you can at least logically, and I use that word loosely, mm-hmm. explain why or what the last 10 years, how did he, could he have survived? Oh, well, he burned himself and this and that. And yeah, he's, they, he's a tough kid. They make some allusion to the fact that Loomis and he both survived and this and that. So I like that it lays some of the groundwork out pretty good. And Do you, and, do you like having Loomis come back? You know, I think if you're going to bring one back, it's good to bring, bring the other okay, back. Okay. Yeah, I figured so you'd say that. That's, I mean, in my head, they both would have died in two, and then we would have had that anthology every year. But if you're going to bring Michael Myers back, you're going to need to bring. I'm just saying, back, Mike, Mike Myers. Can I call him Mike? I think so <laughs> close he, enough. Does he mind? Three movies in. I mean, you're, I mean yeah. We're, uh, <laughs> I figured he's a little bit tougher than Loomis. He seems to be a little bit harder to kill. He's like a, uh, he's like a zombie that you, but but, but you can't kill, right? Yeah. He's slow moving. But at least with zombies, you can kill them, right? There's just a lot of them. Sure. He's just one. Just one guy. But he's like forever alive. So you'll always have that. Uh, what is that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not living in that town. Yeah. What's the, what's the date today? Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Where, what's, am I in Illinois? Yeah. Uh, Haddonfield, right? Yeah. Haddonfield. That should be a ghost town. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It so, kind of I'm is. not living there. Yeah. No, I, I, that is like one of the big... Well, maybe you know it's only happened once, so maybe yeah, maybe it's it's just yeah. yeah they say sixteen people in one day, can one again. night, can't you know who? Uh, yeah, what are the odds? What are the odds? It's impossible. Well, <laughs> turns here out. we go. <laughs> uh, but I, I did like that. I did, you know, when I watch these movies, I'm I'm excited about the kills. Like I'm looking oh, forward I know. to them. So you're, you're sick. <laughs> I'm curious about how they're going to do it, and, and and I will comment on every one of them in this podcast, how I felt about it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I also, I mean, it doesn't really go anywhere, but the the doctor that's there that sort of signs off and, again, is explaining, I thought Loomis would be here. After all, he still is his patient. So, again, you're, you're, you're evo- invoking the past, and you get the doctor saying, Loomis doesn't read his emails or his memos. Or I can see emails. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if uh, if I've got any advice, my hope is that he retires or transfers or yeah, better yet, dies. Likes. Yeah, he doesn't like him, eh? I was like, wow, that's harsh. It is harsh. Lewis has gone through a lot. What do you ever do to this guy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Mike Myers, that's, that's federal now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was little because like, how long into this movie will it be before I'm like, come on. Yeah. Right? Sure. And I'm thinking, how are they going to explain the fact that he needs to move? Yeah, and they just kind of did it with uh, he's federal. That's enough sometimes. Yeah, for me, like you, because yeah. you, you know you're not going to get yeah. the. I don't know what they want to do with them, but yeah, well, that's the question for all time, it's right? Like, business, I guess. Like it's it's so on a need to know basis. Exactly, it's what do you do with any of these these things? You know, like ultimately, there's these these horror icons, these killing machines. It's sort of like okay, well. They've been shot, stabbed, drowned, murdered, punched, and killed, you know, whatever. You're like, uh, you're not a lot you can do with them now, but don't worry. The feds have got them, right? Like, nothing's going to matter. Yeah, it's just like they're underrating him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, this movement into a, like a, in an ambulance. Yeah. I don't know. Quietly. Now, they had him sedated. Let's be, give credit where it's due. Yes. Uh, what I do love is the idea that up until, it's only about five minutes into the movie, but we've had all the exposition. They say, let's move him. And then we get the, the Halloween music. theme. Yeah, now, which I do enjoy. It's such a good it theme. It is good. 
and Carpenter original. Somebody told me. Well, Carpenter wrote it. This is Alan Howarth, uh, who worked with Carpenter on the on the on the theme. Yeah. Um, he ended up actually doing the score for most of the mid-range movies here. We can talk just generally. Dwight Little as a director. I thought the style of this movie was pretty good. I thought it was kind of flat. There wasn't a lot of stylistic choices. I thought, but the camera choices that were made and the angles and the lenses and so forth, it all felt very functional. There wasn't a lot of like flashy. We talked in the village and you know M Night has got flashy camera moves. I didn't feel anything flashy with this, but it felt like a very solid stable static sure. movie and yeah. I, I was really pleased by it so the the scene in which they're taking the gurney in the rain down the ramp the camera's kind of dollying with them there's something about the way that that shot with the music going i thought i'm into this movie and it's not it doesn't feel cheap it feels kind of 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 the moment i, I was really pleased by it called the dolly in the trolley <laughs> that's right that's right the classic dolly trolley now for call phil after the dolly in the trolley <laughs> he's in the ambulance yeah Right, and there's a little bit, there's a little chitter chatter amongst the uh, the employees. Sure, the paramedics. Paramedics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they mentioned, I think, I think they mentioned something about him, uh, family. What family does he have? And I think a niece was mentioned, right? Yeah. They, well, they talk. They mentioned that. Yeah. There's yeah. a niece, Jamie, and that seems to trigger his yeah waking up. Yeah. Exactly. And then he gets a little gets the. Gets going. Yeah, he gets right. going. That, that's his moment. Yeah. His moment to shine at that so point. Once, he doesn't waste any time is what I'm saying. When he wakes up, he's like, well, I guess I'll get back to killing. Yep, yep. And uh, well, I will say this, and this doesn't happen often throughout the movie, surprisingly. I thought it would have a lot of like, uhs and uh, you know, but there's only a couple. But one comes really early and it's here. Yep. Is the killing of the, 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 the guy, the, mm-hmm. the, the male. Yep. Um, paramedic. paramedic. Yes. Employee. <laughs> it's the finger through the forehead the thumb right there yeah doesn't work that way that's all bone i hate i didn't like that at all really they, they were acting as if there's like this gap of something between before you hit forehead you can't like you can't his push. thumb went through the skull that's, that's... no nah, no i didn't buy it he's okay. not that strong like okay. the, I don't, everything i've seen about mr myers sure is he's tough and he can slap you around but it just I don't know. I it was. Too, I didn't like it. Too much. It was okay. too much. Like you don't. You don't put your four you, through the eye. I completely get. That's 100%. like that's a free Soft for all. Soft tissue. Go ahead. Get right in there. <laughs> uh, through the the nasal, the nose, the throat, the, the even. I'll give you a little bit of the ear, even sure. though that's kind of a bit of a, you know, but squeeze the ears. But that you don't go through the. You can't go through the skull. Yeah. He's not that capable. I didn't like that. One of my favorite kills of the entire of course series. It is. <laughs> That's only because only. of the look of it. Again, I don't. The science of it doesn't bother me because he's just superhuman and he's obviously a zombie killer thing. Yeah, that's so, what I mean. I don't so like I don't when they do it for the look. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like it doing it for the look. Sure. I like to do it because that was his option at the time. Yeah. And Something that makes sense even in a, in a fantasy world. Yeah. At least has to. Yeah. That's not. I, I mean, that makes sense to me that that it would sort of not necessarily kind of track. Yeah. Let's say. And I got worried about. Like, I'm like, oh, this is this is too early for me to. But. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like I said, I really like it because I think it is fairly inventive. And, and I, as I said, when you when you're kind of a horror hound as I am, you sort you know, of want. Do you know how much pressure it would take to do that though? Yeah, but it doesn't matter to me. Well, it does. Like, that, that, that's the thing. Like it, it just doesn't matter whether the the knife would go through tissue. We watched uh, Halloween one, and he stabs the guy into the door, 
and leaves him hanging. The idea that that is a blade long enough and strong enough to sustain a human being, a six foot tall human being into the wall, that doesn't have any credulity either, but it looks fucking awesome when the camera angle shows it and the head tilt and the whole thing. So right away, I'm just like, I don't care about those things. Not to say that you should or shouldn't, but for me, you know, a dream killer coming out with four knives and slashing someone to death, like there's obviously not a lot of realism in here. So I don't, I just immediately let it go. It's funny because I don't think I had an issue with the, that knife one no, you're talking about didn't because come up. it tricked me to think that is possible. Sure. Where this one was clearly to me like you cannot, there's no yeah. place to put your finger there. It's just all just Right through, buddy. Right through. Sure. Because <laughs> it looked like it's it was going through th- flesh. That was my, but it's not well, flesh. Well, it went right through flesh. There's no flesh through there. the like skull. Thin layer of get... gabardine there. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, obviously, uh, as I said, for me, the aesthetic of it Trumps. I really, I really like the look. You of love it, aesthetic. But, uh, you do, and but, anesthetic. Actually, I heard. That's right. Put but you it's under. Not for you. It's not for you. That's all good. And now, you know, since they mentioned the niece, yeah, we now go we sort figured. of the flip side. We kind of flipped now to the real stakes of the movie: Rachel and Jamie and the family, the new adopted family of yeah. this. Why would you ever adopt Jamie her? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Harris, uh, she did uh, Last Boy Scout, of course, in '90. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, and uh, Roseanne, she was in a couple yeah. episodes of Roseanne. So I figured that's what gave her attitude in in Last Boy Scout. She's such a bitch, <laughs> and rightfully so. She went through some rough stuff. So <laughs> she had a rough go. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's fair. She ends up popping up into uh, later Halloween episodes. Uh, Rob Zombie, just. Oh, yeah. strangely, he did remakes. Probably won't cover them on the podcast. Thank but God, uh, he remade uh, Halloween in uh, 07, 08, like, What like do that. you mean by remade? Well, you know, rebooted, remade. There was a so Halloween starting fresh, basically started remaking the first movie. Yeah. With same characters, different yes. actors, maybe different actors, of course, but, but yes, same characters. Same characters. Just Laurie, re- like a do-over. Uh, well, like yeah, and you can do that, eh? Particularly in the horror genre, it's very common. Okay. Very like, imagine someone going back and redoing Back to the Future. You know, I'm sure that that once uh, Robert Zemeckis dies, Bob Gale will happily let people so, remake yeah. that movie. Hundred percent. People remake, remake movies all the time. The Thing. They ever make remake Casablanca? The The Thing is a remake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they've never remade Casablanca. Although they've definitely taken elements from it. Now, at this point. We're introduced now to the family. So these are effectively the stakes of this movie, ultimately. We've introduced Jamie, or at least the idea of his niece, and the foster family in very quick exposition. We kind of get a sense as to who they are and so forth. Mm So were you interested at all in these people? Like, Did you feel like these were real characters? Because one of the things that horror movies challenge is, like you're saying, you introduce people, and you're like, well, they're going to die live for at least a little while well some may some not yeah. right but like these are the people that you're going to kind of be rooting for the- theoretically yeah um and this is their first scene so at that breakfast scene how did you connected you at all to the characters and so forth we can talk a little bit about the actors and so forth in that mix as well yeah well i i got the impression i think daniel harris got some chops like she can yeah put a pretty good performance uh, as a kid actor mm-hmm. so i i was uh, excited to follow her throughout the movie i figured she'll probably you know Maybe make it all the way. <laughs> sure. Uh, I didn't find the stakes incredibly high outside of her 
Now we have uh, uh, Elizabeth, Sh- uh, Elizabeth Shue from Wish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rachel. Uh, I don't really miss it recall seeing her from anything else no i don't really have any recollection feels she might have shown up in maybe beverly hills 90210 as a guest or something like that i didn't look into it to, to be honest with you i thought she her performance was okay yeah uh so in that regards you know you parents didn't really have a role in no. it you know they showed up a little bit at the end there but uh kyle i think it was the dad's name was it kyle uh i <laughs> Sure, we'll call him Kyle. I, I I don't like him because he like he dipped his yeah tie in coffee <laughs> yeah. and looks at his wife so helplessly. Like a, it wasn't his fault, and b, she's got to fix the problem. Yeah, like look, look what uh, happened. Like I can't go like, like but what's yeah. this got to do with her? And then she says like, well, there's a tie in your back room or whatever, and he goes, yeah. I can't wear this, and he's like, she's like, not that one. This is guy clearly is an idiot. Has no, yeah, so he <laughs> needs to die. <laughs> Spoiler, he just makes it, unfortunately. This guy can go. Uh, he's in the rest of the series. but <laughs> <laughs> He's Michael by the episode eight. So I got the impression, that, and I was right, where the parents were not really going to be much to do. No, I usually try and get rid of the old people for these movies, generally yeah, speaking. So I figure it was Jamie and Rachel, and, and I would assume they would introduce uh, like a friend or someone a little bit later. And, of course, we still have Loomis looming. That's right. One of the things I did like, and I thought... I had I liked the characters generally Rachel and, and Jamie and their interaction, but I also thought the dialogue is a little bit soap opery. We talked last week around uh, stiff dialogue, stiff uh, delivery. I didn't find the delivery to be very stiff, but I found some of the dialogue itself to be a little soap opery. But more importantly, I really liked the uh, the admission that you're not really my sister. And that's a bold statement to make to their sort of foster kid, but she's like. A freak kid, you know. Do you love me like a like a real sister? And Rachel's just like, no, you're not a real sister. I love you, but you're not my real sister. And I thought that's bold. It's bold uh, for a young person like that, and you know, foster situation. I was like, that's impressive to have that kind of heartlessness, yet still be a likable character. It's not like she is being bitchy. No. She's saying, look, I love you, yes, but don't ever forget that you are not yeah. my blood. Just calling around is. You know what bothers me about that scene? I don't know what bothers me. What's your opinion on the fact that you can't babysit because you have a broken ankle? What is about a broken ankle that prevents you from babysitting? What if there's an, an emergency? I guess. You can't get across the room. You I can't guess. get up the stairs. You I can't get guess. down the stairs. As a person that broke my ankle, if you recall, yeah, I wasn't babysitting. I didn't babysit that entire. Well, is that six why? Months. Is that the reason I'm why? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say that's exactly the reason why no one asked me yeah, to babysit. Yeah, it took you out of the babysitting game for <laughs> yeah, six yeah. months, unfortunately. I had to take down my posters and my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought about this the second watch. I'm like, it's funny that Kyle, like, he's like, they're selfish. They're calling the daughter selfish. The parents are just equally selfish. Yeah. Uh, but Dave, that's the difference between a trip to Barbados or a trip to you know Uncle uh, yeah. Vern's cottage on. The, sure, yeah. So this is, this promotion's a really big deal. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking you let the broken ankle take care of it and, and uh, you know ride that out and see how it goes. And hope sure, no I mean, I'm sure Rachel would have preferred it, but she they, date. She became very. It became very quick that the the mother. She said, "There's no time. 
We cannot solve this problem any other way. I mean, I, you know, she can see Brady. Brody or Brady, I believe. Brady. Yeah, Brady. Anytime. What's, you know. But, but he was teams. really close to making a commitment. Well, you can wait one more day. Uh that's what I mean. Like the soap opera dialogue of all of that. Like I really think this was going to be a thing, but I did like how she changed it later. She's like, "It's not that big a deal," and he's, she's like, "Yes, it is. My kids, your grandkids, oh. all of that is all based on this one night." I kind of got a kick out of that. I, I did. It felt like funny. Back to the Future, actually. It's like, oh yeah, a little bit. You sure. know, this little this decision, this, this is one like... butterfly effect. You know, you do this thing. Anyway, I thought that was kind of a funny little kind of clever way to flip it but all the stuff up until that point i felt like uh, a little soap opera territory didn't yeah. bother me but just yeah. noteworthy noteworthy indeed and we get the uh, it's 11 minutes in we get the first attack imagined or otherwise on jamie so she's in the bedroom gets grabbed from the ankle oh yeah and i thought sh- this kid is really good at playing very scared yeah, the the scared eyes, the the screaming, this and that. I thought this is, you know, we've talked before. I don't love child actors, generally speaking. They no, you hate they them. Don't, they don't do a lot for me. I, no. I was a little suspicious of them, but I thought she delivered in the the goods here. But we do get to see the new mask for. Is it new? Is that a thing where they come up with a slightly different look? Every this is a strange series. You misplaced it, I guess. Where every single episode, every single yeah, it's a TV show, is it? Movie <laughs> uh, sequel has a new design on the mask. Now I get it. Sometimes you get a new makeup artist in, and they want yeah, to. It's really tough to replicate. They want to. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they burned the old ones, an old Shatner mask, and they they just burned all the old ones because they didn't think they would use it. Again. Shatner. Yeah, it was a, it's a William Shatner mask, the original, painted white. It's oh. a Star Trek, uh, but even in Halloween two, it was a different mask. So now we're Halloween four, still a different mask. Now the cover of very different mask in number three, uh, very different, exactly. <laughs> but the the look of the Myers mask on the poster is like, ooh, this looks pretty good. But I, I hate the mo- the mask in this movie. I think the wide eyes, it's so white. Um, anyway. Yeah, I didn't really notice too, 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 too much. It's like a little bit different, and sometimes in different scenes from different angles, it looked a little bit different. Yeah, but yeah, there's one later on we'll talk about. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a mess. It's a mess, really uh, hot mess. Yeah. But the ones of him like off in the distance a bit were still pretty solid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's just like the close up, and that's one of the things I think this movie does wrong. And we'll get to more detail as as the movie goes on. But one of the things I think it it fails at is by doing too much in the light. I think he's he's exposed a little too much in this movie, whether it be at the the drugstore or um, in the bushes, the bushes, or, whatever the case. Yeah. He, it's just a little too much of him in the light um, that I, I think does sort of hurt some of that scare factor. Um, but I, I like that attack scene. Generally speaking, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, there's a there was a um, I think there was a couple instances in this one where where yeah I know there's at least one more. Call him fake Michaels. Where, oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I think later one when she's... Uh, it's a great scene. I like that scene later. Yeah. When she wants to go out for mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. Right? At the store. Yes. I think she sees him again. Yeah, yeah. But we're yeah, not exactly. sure. Maybe it was him there. Yeah, that's the thing. We're sort of... Yeah. There's a couple of those instances where she's seeing visions of him, but yeah. but we're not sure exactly where it fits in the, in the grand scheme, yeah. for sure. Yeah, hallucinations. That's right. As it were. Uh... I got evil on two legs because that's this is the introduction of Loomis. He comes, uh, yes, he comes around town. Yes, he's on to 
the situation, right? He finally checks his memos, asks why he wasn't notified, on and on, and <laughs> fights with the uh, with the doctor. And one of the things that does come up, yeah, it's basically like you. I think you're the one that needs mental help. He says to Loomis, and Loomis talks about you know it's evil on two legs. It's a great great line, I think. I think it's on, it's not giving Mike enough credit. Evil on two legs? Come on, he's more evil than that. Yeah, he's so evil he can puncture your skull with a thumb. Yeah, nobody can do that. <laughs> I don't care how evil Stupid. you are. Stupid. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, what I love in these movies is things like this often happen, which is there's no possible way that that could ever happen. Ring, ring. By the way, it just happened. <laughs> right? So the, the certainty that this doctor is, you're crazy. It's been 10 years. This could never happen. Everything's fine. To the, there's been an accident. Oh, shit. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I, I got a kick out of that. And it happens in, in so many of these horror movies. It's uh, it, it makes me smile every time. <laughs> I love, um, obviously, Mike has to get his mask back. Or sorry, his get up. His mechanics outfit. Yep. Right. So he gets, uh, he gets that at the... Gas station. Gas station, yes. What I love about this scene, that is the quickest fill up. Oh, yeah. I've when ever Loomis seen. shows up? Yeah, what do you buddy? But 50 cents in there? Yeah. Well, I guess he's just killing time, right? Because Michael's already been there. He's already taken care of business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey, Loomis is looking around. He's like, well, I guess I'll get a little gas. He's probably full. He's just a little top up. Yeah. It's ridiculous, know. though. <laughs> but, you know, it's been so long since I've seen a rear. Uh, entry <laughs> uh, uh, gas pump uh, in, oh, the, in the back to, of the car. I used to pump those all the time. I own a car like that, actually. Yeah, sure, those are the worst. That's actually. a long time ago. That's 88, right? We're talking almost well, know, no, I 35 mean, five years ago. Do they I still pumped, make cars like that? I pumped gas at the local gas station in like 93, 94, 95, mid 90s. Okay, and those were the worst. So it's 20 years ago that yeah. you last experienced it. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> yes, correct. Both correct. Uh, but they were the worst because they wouldn't always stay secure. Yeah, they might flip back and up. And they would no? f- uh, push back gas. Like it, it would have some kickback there. Um, yeah, they were the worst. Yeah. Terrible design. Yeah, it doesn't, it looks stupid. But it's again, it, it just, it's a, it's like it's such a relic because I, I, I would never see a car like that anymore and yeah. haven't in many, many, many years. Nor should you. This should be, uh, not, it should be out legal. <laughs> we're um, working on it. I like the I like the kill. I like the kind of gauzy mask. I thought that was kind of interesting choice to not immediately have him in his traditional Michael Myers mask. I think it's yeah. Where did he get that? Where did he find the mask? He found it at the at the drugstore. The drugstore. Yeah, yeah okay. which I found kind of. I mean, if you really dig deep, it's sort of like, well, how does Jamie see the mask? I think if he hasn't found it yet or whatever else, you know, but, uh, that's fine. Exactly. You don't think too much. Again, logic is not really these movies. Uh, any of these movies are their strong suit. No, but I always like when they put effort into making it logical. I, I got a lot of respect mm-hmm. for that. I recognize Brady. Oh yeah. I couldn't picture, but I, whatever I saw him, him, he was very animated. And I thought, was he in one of the back to the future movies? Was he in something? And I couldn't quite peg him. No, you don't know where he was in? This is your first only Brady experience? No, he looks familiar, but I, I, I thought you, I thought that was going to lead to an answer. 
I oh no, no. I don't have any answers. I have no answers for it. And I didn't feel like looking it up. So I thought, okay. ah, Phil's gonna know. No, no. I thought uh I, I thought you were gonna reference some Seinfeld or something. No, I I'll I get it by next episode. I'll I'll have it I'll I'll look it up and I'll Fantastic. I'll I'll, I'll note it. Fantastic. I, I like uh Loomis. He's he's in there, he finally sees Michael. They do a bit of that dolly zoom shot uh in the in the kitchen, fires the gun, and then obviously all hell breaks loose and Michael goes. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but I feel like this is a kind of a prototypical Michael Bay in training because uh, there's a lot of sparks in this movie. When that gas station goes up, sparks are flying everywhere. We get a little bit taste of it later with Bucky now. I know you're a Michael Bay guy. Did you feel the kinship with a Michael Bay movie as you're watching all not, the sparks? Not in the least, no. Maybe he was part of the uh, he was a junior staff at the time. Hey, guys, could you put some sparks in here? I think it'd be a really good look. Shut up. A lot of sparks. I loved it. Um, it just made me think of that, of course. You're always looking for ways to bring Michael Bay into your conversation. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He's such the a quintessential filmmaker. He's, He's really the off-the-shelf ma- uh, off shelf mascot. Yeah, well, he might be coming up soon. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel bad for Loomis, though, getting some more flames in his vicinity. That's it. He's, lo- <laughs> he's, he's walking with a cane, but then he's, he's clearly had enough gumption to jump over the oh yeah you know he, he's making uh he's making himself scarce out of yeah, that situation he's fully trained now yeah but he's also now has to force to walk to the to the town so we're at the discount mart where we're introduced to brady and sort of rachel's i guess competition if you will uh kathleen kinmont uh, playing uh, kelly meeker and uh she's got one of my favorite lines in a really kind of humorous sequence where, again, the movie takes a little time to give us what feels like real moments. One of the benefits or one of the best things about the original Halloween movie was these conversations amongst the teenagers and so forth felt fairly real uh, at the banter and so forth. And so these dudes kind of chit-chatting and trying to convince the other to go ask her out and this kind of stuff felt pretty natural to me. And I like mm-hmm. that he's like, okay, I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> within Wade. one second yeah. she just looks up fuck off wade yeah <laughs> and he turns around and that well that was it uh i thought yes. that's that's it doesn't i mean how real it is but it, it felt really kind of lived in i, I really kind of thought this is a great introduction of these characters yeah absolutely i don't i don't disagree that's uh felt for that time especially it uh 10 bucks is a lot of money back then absolutely you know i'd do it absolutely you can fill up then we get jamie kind of getting loosed onto the costume aisle we see this is that next interaction the glass shattering the he you know mask again like a very subtle camera move as she's looking through right at eye level there's his mask yeah that there isn't a stinger there isn't like a big musical cue there isn't anything it's just there and then later it's not there and i kind of just it's subtle like that is not something these movies in general are known for so when it happens it's noteworthy to me she gets scared so it's again it's using him in the light a little too much yeah how's he how's he going there unnoticed that's the thing and i don't love that because it's it there's nothing really creepy about it but i did like at least they're trying to establish this is where he gets the mask this is sort of how he interacts this is so on um but i i do think again the move one of the movie's faults is that it does too much in the light uh, I can't disagree, Phil, but I do like watching movies of, uh, set in the day. So I'm kind of mixed on that. You know? <laughs> I like a nice 
movie nice set in the daytime late daytime scene. I love a good eleven a.m. sort of you know that's fair setting anywhere between eleven and one lunchtime. Did you uh, have you ever hitchhiked? No, me neither. Too scared. Wouldn't do it. No, wouldn't do it. I'm a pussy. Uh, but I, I so Loomis would pick one up when when either way. I'm not I'm not involved in that. Other than when I played cross country Canada on computer. Okay, remember that game? No, uh, it came out for the. Uh, Laser 128, which oh. is like an Apple II clone. Okay. And it's a DOS game. Okay. So you can type commands and you deliver stuff all over Canada. Like you take lumber here, you go up to Flin Flon, Manitoba. Interesting. You go to Vancouver, you go to the East Coast and you drive a transport truck. Huh. You have to stop and get rest. You have to eat. Gas. Yeah. You have to choose to either go to a hotel and it gives you more rest than if you choose to sleep in the truck. But it costs more money. Yeah. And then you resources. Can, yeah, exactly. Very interesting game. I, I it's one of my fondest memories of playing games, and uh, <laughs> you have an option to pick up a hitchhiker. Oh, and it's DOS, so you can type in commands and you know, kill him. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and sometimes it, they would rob you, and sometimes they wouldn't. Oh, so interesting. It was just a weird thing. And if you got too tired, your transport would tr- crash, and the windshield would be cracked. Oh. So yeah, Hit that's repair, it. replace. Interesting. Yeah, it's like graphics to level up on Atari, but it was, uh, you know, very cool. But uh, yeah, it's not the first. That's not the reason why I don't to pick up hitchhikers. But that's my only experience picking up sure. hitchhikers. Is yeah, I've never done that. it either. I, I, I've never. I feel bad. Yeah, sometimes I, I never picked anyone the, up. And, the, and you don't really see them anymore. I don't know no. about you, but I haven't seen a hitchhiker for a while. No, I mean I've I've only just been driving for the last <laughs> year yeah, suppose, basically. But. So. Uh, tough to say, but yeah, it's just uh, a thing. <laughs> They've all been but, killed, I but guess. they're I a bunch know. of assholes to Loomis. Uh, yeah, they really don't don't uh, treat that guy very well until Blue uh, saves the day. Yeah, somewhere he needs to be. Yeah, that was mean. The ones that fake fake picked him yeah, up. It's just so rude. Yeah, just mean spirited. Yeah, I, you know, if you're not gonna pick him up, that's yeah. fine. But you don't Sorry. have to be a dick. He's an old man. You see his face? He's all fucked up. Yeah, that's why I know I'm I'm different. As I would not do it, but I would feel bad about not doing it. Sure. Right. But you wouldn't mess with them. Oh, heavens no. Why would I do that? Exactly. I'd feel even you were worse. raised a good kid. Right, well, you know. Uh, but I, I did like, as much as that scene with Blue, we'll call him, even though he's not, <laughs> is uh, is when he says things like, you're hunting it, ain't you? Right? You're, you're on to something. There is a haunted look to Loomis. He's gone through some stuff. Oh, he's seen it, yeah. kind of dances around that. You're you're getting there. Like, you're you're a little bit... Peculiar. Tweaked in the head now, right? Well, like you be? He's he was already a little bit out of whack at the first movie and certainly into the second. But you realize these last ten years, the allusions now to like you know, Loomis is the one that needs the home or whatever else. There is an element that he's he's been haunted by this for so long, and he's really showing the wear of it. And I, I mm-hmm. think that that's a, a an interesting ca- character choice. You can be his own psychiatrist. That's right. <laughs> um, one of the things that this movie does that I also enjoyed is the meeting of the cops, Meeker. Loomis shows up and mm-hmm. is trying to you know, every time in, in or we talked about it in, in the Monster Squad as well. You get kids running to the cops. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And they go like, No, it's not. You're a kid. You're an idiot. Yeah. Go to hell. No one's gonna believe you. And no one's gonna believe you. And then all hell breaks loose. This movie a couple of different times takes that and sort of spins it on its head. Loomis shows up to Meeker and more or less convinces him that yeah. it's happening yeah, like and that, you need actually. to be prepared. And Lo- Meeker is sort of like, 
I don't like who you are or what you represent based on 10 years ago, but let's get going. And I really think that that one thing is, is A, it sets Meeker aside as, a, as sort of a, a better character, let's say, um, but also just in terms of a trope, kind of plays with it, and I, I'm impressed by that. I find it frustrating when they don't listen. Yeah. Like, really don't listen. I don't like that. And I found like this was good because he didn't listen at the very first. Yeah. But then he listened like right after. And immediately he's like, what can we do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that I, that's not something you see a lot of in these movies. So Yeah. Right I don't watch the movie to be frustrated. No, I so, imagine not. I understand the tropeness of it, and, and but at this point, if it's just frustrating, then let's try, let's find something new. Yeah, let's not go to the old trick if it's it's no longer satisfying. That. Yeah, play with it, right? Like the, yeah. allow it to subvert Tweak itself it. a little bit. You Tweak know? it exactly. Yeah. I thought you might appreciate. That. Yeah, and I did. I, I, that was noteworthy. I wrote that down. Like, thank you for not frustrating me. That <laughs> shit. And I like uh, the, where the movie you know is Meeker, for example, is now an ally. Like you're building up a bit of a force to fight this guy a because it gives them him more options to kill sure right so you have more people on the offense that okay now you have some more characters you can throw in the mix which makes us wonder who is gonna live and who's gonna die right for sure so you can't just have it just loomis i don't know how many people died a lot 16 16 you can't brush that under the rug no they can't run away from that that happened and it doesn't go oh that's a myth Nah, it's only 10 years ago if it was 50 years ago sure sure it's like oh the myth of this person but no we this is still pretty fresh you have people in the town yeah that would have gone through that who have and have lost their kids as we see with the the more allies they get later the the bar the bar guys the bar guys the bar so yeah so i I like that I, i think that that's it's it's a it's a trope that they flip on its head and I dig it. Now we get to how uh, trick or treating itself. Yes, it's, uh, it's, yeah. I miss those days, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Didn't I live in the country? So we had oh, like yeah. uh, one street, one yeah. like a dirt road of houses. I mean, half a bag and sure. That was it, so. well, we used to get huge halls. I would go to like, I would just walk for hours. Like it didn't matter. I would just. Like, well, I can see that. You love to walk. I so. love to walk, but my neighborhood was sort of a cul-de-sac, had a lot of streets. Like, even if you just did the loop, we had a lot of houses, very dense population in that area. Yeah. I loved it. It was a favorite uh, memory. So when I watch these movies and they they do, you know, the last couple obviously dealt more with teen, late teens babysitting. That was the thing. They were babysitting. So we didn't get a lot of the trick-or-treating part but this one, when they, because we're dealing with young, you know, seven or eight year old Jamie Lloyd, yeah, we do get some of that energy, and I really liked it. And we get obviously the nice reveal that uh, Brady's taken care of, uh, not too, not too heartbroken that Rachel couldn't make it. Not at that point. Uh, what I do like about horror movies is you usually got to see a nice pair of boobs. Usually, not always, but that's yeah, a, that's one of the things. Of, I have a few perks of watching a horror movie. You get a nice rack. One of the things that's disappointing about this movie in particular is there really isn't any nudity. It's just, well, we see her breast. And the bra. Did we not see the breast? No. I did. Well, I'm sure if you close your eyes, you can, <laughs> <laughs> you can see them right now if you want. But yeah, no. Really? They, they Are you sure? 100%. Yeah. There's the front shot, bra. She takes it off. It goes to the back. Huh. Yeah. Uh, this is a Halloween fall. People are wearing sweaters, this and that. So, uh, yeah, not quite uh, 
that trope doesn't quite manifest itself yeah, so much in this one. Yeah, but when you're getting on with Brady instead of in front of a nice hot fire. That's right. Take it off. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Get it's us nice a little more too. comfortable. It's a nice fire, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I like that. I, I think that we get the next moment we just chatted about where I love the idea, like you were saying earlier, about getting the allies. And people are... Horror movie tropes is that everyone's an idiot. Right, and we've had now Meeker accept, and then the bar, they see on the television, they're putting out the warning, lock up, curfews, yeah. this and that. So they're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, let's see that. And in the interim, he calls the police station, Nobody the bar, and there's no answer. So there's a way that you don't even address that issue and just move on to the next scene. But this movie supposes that the bar person is thrown off by the fact that you, you don't get you don't ever get a busy signal or like no answer at a police station. Yeah, I don't know if that's the true or not. But. The feeling is that it would be a problem yeah. anyway, right? There's always somebody at dispatch, presumably, 24-7. Yeah, I mean, they all need coffee breaks. I mean. uh, so the instinct to, this is wrong, this feels off, I need to investigate, is not something that horror movies typically do. They'll skirt under the, blo- uh, the, uh, the rug or we won't even address it at all. So I love the fact that this movie decides to do that and make a smart as it were character and we do at that point see the damage is done at the police station you know what that's that's funny you mentioned that because it's one thing i uh, one reason i don't typically like this genre is because people are just stupid sure but questionable decisions along the way yeah but you're like uh, i mean like scream or whatever it may be but in this one it, it certainly doesn't feel like it's that present those bad stupid well why are you going down that hallway why are you doing this i'm not asking i don't want to ask questions during a movie i want to enjoy the movie yeah i don't want to like wonder why these people are making these decisions i think halloween typically from what i've seen does a pretty good job of saying well that that makes sense i mean sometimes it's just bad luck shit the door's locked or yes damn it's a dead end yeah but they don't know that i don't know that that's right so yeah, getting like there that. makes sense. Yeah. Getting to the door that's locked or going down the street that that is a dead end. All of that at least makes sense in the in in the structure and inter, internal logic yeah. of the movie. I agree. This uh this movie kind of continues that that trait. I, I think it's a it's a pretty good one. Now, I mentioned earlier the sparks. This is Bucky's scene uh for no good reason really just gets thrown into a transformer to kill all, all the lights in the in the town. Um, but I oh. just thought, sparks, oh yes, I sparks are that. flying. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's, I forgot uh, about that. All sparks all the time. This is—is is this before? Or this is in around the, the poor Tim Hollister gets it. This is before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is before. This is okay. actually the scene where Meeker and Loomis are on the street, and they start seeing the multiple Michaels. Yes, and they deserve to be shot. Yeah, I really no. like that scene. But uh, fuck you. Yeah, that's not a. <laughs> Why that's you like, with the cops that's like, like that? That's like walking in in a bad part of town with a replica gun uh, and just a toy gun. That's right. At night. Yeah, it's just in stupid. a rough part of town. Yeah, you don't do that. No, it's like uh, John McClane walking through Harlem. <laughs> not yet in the archives. Not yet in the archives. Coming soon. I'm sure coming, coming soon. soon. John John McTiernan, great. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, like you're just asking for trouble. It's really stupid, but. Kids. I mean, I guess it's pranks that you do, but the fact that everybody had a Michael Myers mask and jumpsuit and was ready to kind of play the game doesn't make a lot of sense. But I like I thought the scene was actually pretty effective. I like and I scene. thought it was shot pretty well too, yes. with the kind of rotating camera. I got a sense that 
Oh shit! And Meeker's kind of stressed out. Like I thought the performance is generally for this yeah. scene in particular. I thought really solid. I would think the I, I felt the performance is in general in all of this movie surprisingly good. Yeah, I think a little elevated. You think yeah. it's kind of like oh, it's a horror movie, bit of a throw, throwaway performances. But I thought I think it was there was pretty good. It's generally. all fairly real. I feel like again, and something as simple as the Meeker scene uh, in that moment. He's the big broody cop guy, you know, that's his sort of shtick, obviously, as he has to be. But he's pretty terrified in that moment because Loomis is assuming that Lo- that Michael Myers is coming and hasn't yet been proven, whatever else. But the fact that they're all popping out and he sees four or five of them and he says, oh, it's Jesus or whatever it is. I really thought that scene was very effective. Getting now Loomis and Meeker to the police station to sort of see what is left of them and not and, much and not much is left at all just blood sort of splattered everywhere this and that um and meeker trying to kind of subdue the bar guys that have shown up now and another example of logic in a weird world where mm-hmm. meeker is like you just inst- instigated a lynch mob like you just you know empowered well, that's not a bad thing buddy yeah and loomis sort of sort of shouting at him like you haven't got a police force anymore like he's just decimated Were you not just there <laughs> yeah, like, look around man right yeah. so i like that again it uses the logic of real kind of practical stuff despite the fantasy uh, business that's going on in the movie uh that it, it has this Ability Loomis has to kind of cut through the shit and be like, "You're you need these people now." Um, you know who doesn't need these people? Tim Hollister. <laughs> yeah, he could have done without them. Yeah, he could have done without. He's them, just the taking a bastard. piss in the uh, in the bushes there. Uh, but I, I, you know, they didn't really touch on it enough because I think that there's some element of that of the sort of gang mentality. The, you know, the the shoot first, ask questions later. Um, it's a touchy subject. There's a, a another one of the reboots of this franchise uh, Halloween uh, Kills is the second of the latest trilogy and it kind of goes a little bit more into this sort of gang mentality stuff the mob and, and sort of taking over this movie just touches on it I think I, I could use a little bit more of it but I thought what was in it it was pretty effective and poor Hollister didn't uh, doesn't doesn't make it to uh, no doesn't make it to the end of the movie damn shame but I, I kind of enjoyed it and then we kind of have now we sense the severity of what's going on it's now peaked and Meeker goes back to his place to try and secure not only his daughter but also the world, and and then so we kind of get barricading. Now it's about yeah. lock it down, lock right? it down. We got to find it. Just uh, I like the fact that Myers is in the back of the police car. First time I watched it, and I watched it the second time. Like, yeah, I, I bet you it's kind of it makes sense. He's in there, but I realize it doesn't really. You don't guess because it shows him in there two seconds after you might think he's there. Yeah. So yeah. I forgot about that the first time I watched it. Like, oh, no, they they tell us he's there. Yes. Yeah, which is perfectly fine. But they're just, uh, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think it could have been okay that without us knowing. But yeah, there's there's it's it's a real fine line typically in all horror movies like this genre, the slasher genre anyway is is that like how much do you tell, how much do you not tell. Um, you don't want to do it all one way or one all the right. other. You, you got a couple of surprises and sneak ups, and then you also want a little bit of oh yeah. shit, oh shit. Because yeah. if we're not going to see the death, you know, we're going to dolly out. We kind of know it's done, whatever else. There's a certain amount of suspense. You know, I mentioned earlier that the the soap opery stuff when Rachel and Meeker's daughter are in the kitchen, basically. 
And she just chastises Rachel for like, you had to basically like sexify yourself up or Brady's not going to be the first guy you lose. Like, I know what men want and I'm just giving it to them. That's such a, like a quintessential 1980s kind of mentality, I think. Um, I got a kick out of it and Rachel just throws the, the coffee on her and like storms out. But there's something about the, uh, you're too homely to ever get laid and, and you need you need to know the man, what they want or whatever else. Yeah. Uh, it just made me chuckle. I was like, wow, this is a 1988 movie for sure. You mentioned something about soap opera. Uh, Kathleen Kinmont was in Days of Our Lives. Oh, oh there you 2002. go. 2002. Oh, wow. She's got a knack for it. Yeah, I guess so. She loves it. She loves it. And she loves Brody. Brady. I don't think she loves him. Brady, and I don't think so. Did I say Brody again? Yeah. Yeah. I just watched Jaws. <laughs> just listened to it in the archives. Got Brody fair. on the mind and the mind on the Brody. That's fair. One thing I will say is I was curious to why we talked about, about things making sense. Things are logical. Nobody's doing anything stupid. I don't like when they leave the person that needs to be protected the most by themselves. It really pisses me off. Yeah. It only happens once. And this is that's what I'm bringing up now For because sure. this is when Absolutely. it happens. But it's like the big thing in the movie. Yeah. Really. Sure. She's sleeping, but then you definitely want to, you know, she's helpless. Yeah. I know you don't <laughs> think anything can, can, can get in or out of this barricaded house but we've seen mike has a knack for finding his way in somehow yeah. he's pretty clever loomis has just traveled all across the city the to the, get everything, the, yeah. the, the the state to get to this point yeah. where he could protect jamie and then he leaves too and he's like i gotta go <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what are we talking yeah. about here he leaves uh rachel leaves her alone she comes down for for a walk like they they make a point of barricading this house and everyone just starts taking off yeah they leave buddy in front there Right, sitting in the chair. He's locked in. He's secured. He's got the gun. Now, at this point, I think we would know that's not going to help you. So if he comes a knocking, that gun's not going to do much. One thing I didn't like about the police station that you touched on earlier is I just that's a lot of destruction for Michael. Like he's usually just one at a time kind of guy. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he took on a whole station. It just it seems like out of if I can say this out of character. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it's again, these are things that upon maybe like rewatching or thinking about in the moment, I don't kind of question it. But if you're yeah. forced to, it's, it does feel a little like out of. Like how many people were in there? Like, yes, you get the first guy, maybe get the second guy, yeah. but you can run from this guy. And like, theoretically, everyone has guns on their holster. Yeah. Right. Like you're typically. You just, you yeah. don't even have to run away. You can walk a little bit faster than he's walking and you'll, you'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. That's not, that's not wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do sort of leave this guy and I like the, the misdirection where we get the sense the cop is sitting in the rocking chair, he's secured. Mm. And when Meeker's daughter comes down and, you know, here's some tea or whatever else, uh, we get the reveal through candlelight that the cop is no longer there. And the guy that we see in the chair with the gun is old Mikey. Old Mr. Myers. And, uh, I like the misdirection. I think again, you're playing with the horror trope and. You think you're safe, and then bam, he's in the building, and and and. How do you get in? I thought it was all secure. Well, you got to get in early. You know, <laughs> there's probably a window or a doggy door. Yeah, well, he did come in like the car, that. so he had yeah. a chance before they exactly. Yeah, you, you got a room. Yeah, it's plausibility. There. Exactly, uh, but I like it. I like uh, her death, getting uh, basically a gun through her and through yeah. the the door. Uh, really blew it out. I, I was really impressed by. You it. know, we haven't really had a whole very lot of strength. Very strong. Yeah, we haven't had a whole lot of deaths up to this point. 
really no no the off-screen stuff of the police yeah we, right but not nothing and uh yeah other than the, the very first one with the forehead incident i like all the other ones yep and Result. this is we get a couple of them now we get uh uh meeker's daughter and then brady brady an idiot not the strongest guy with a gun my gosh but at this point, the gun's not going to help anyways. So I like the idea of he wasted the two shots on the door. Yes. And now he can't. Damn it, it's metal. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> That's a raw deal because now he doesn't have those two bullets to shoot Mike. Yeah. I mean, that would have slowed could him down. at least slow him down. But at that point, you just run. Just run, man. Yeah. No, that whole sequence, it's like, to me, it just goes on too long. Like fiddling, yeah. fuddling. Rachel, come like, on. Yeah. Like always. Come, come on. on. No, you go. Come no, on. really. No, yeah. Like, Seriously, no, no, you come first. On. I, please. No, you first. Yeah. You yeah. first. Yeah. A bunch of couple of Canadians on that stairwell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I insist. Yeah. Uh, and then fumbling through the gun like over and over again. I, I'll accept the, the, the poor decision making and like you're panicked and you're struggling and whatever else. But I agree. At some point, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. What are we dealing with here? I mean, has he had no idea no of concept the destruction of what, exactly. of what Myers has done. Yeah. Like, Did you like how he died? Did you think that his fingers could, that yeah, Myers could could have yeah. done that action? Yeah. Okay. Because kind of in a throat thumb situation. Yeah. No, no, there's, there's a spot there. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. And he's right? using two hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Twisting and oh, yeah. mushing. Okay. Yeah, he's just, go- yeah, yeah. It's the scalp. Oh, face skull. massage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. nice. That, I mean, that's, that's where I wouldn't want to go further than that's yeah it. that's, that's kind of right the line for me fair. yeah uh we get the uh the rooftop fight what a battle eh i kind of like that man for I, the ages i think that that stuff taking it out of the house and and kind of yeah, moving it around out. it's just something a little <laughs> yeah, different get out and about um and having it such a small kid kind of allows for that rachel gets something her for her to do yeah, uh, to try and save her. I, I overall, I kind of like the scene on the rooftop. It's suspenseful, and they yeah, fall down. Fall. And, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of like moving pieces to that. Literally, the the shingles are going to fall, or the, the the just the the stability of your feet, your footing, and this and that. I, overall, I, I thought that the scene was pretty effective. Yeah. Like, we're kind of into our last. Was well, not a flat roof. No, 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 no. Sure. Um, you're kind of about 20 minutes away now. Once Jamie gets down, this is one of my favorite scenes of hers. Is once she's actually on the ground and she just like runs away. The camera movement, the the sort of misty, foggy uh, street that she's running down, and again her face and the shrieking. I'm like, this kid is terrifying. Like, I felt really compelled by mm-hmm. her performance, and I don't typically like kids, but and in a horror movie, you you got to sell it, right? Otherwise, we're not going to buy it. From a character, you have to have the performance, I think, to. And she just, as a young, young person, just was like, I'm like, this girl gets it. She is scared 100%. out of her mind. I really, really thought she I knew was she great. could act when I saw the last Boy Scout that she can act. She can do it. But I really liked it. And then we get Loomis meeting her, bumping into her effectively and saying, let's go to the school. He just shows up. He just happens He's been to doing show. that since day one. Yep. He just, he, he just. He's got a gift. He goes away and he just shows up again later in a, in a couple of scenes, yeah. which is. He works about 16 days on these movies. You know, it's like come in, do a few scenes, go away. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. He's got a knack. He's got a knack. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Sidler. Did you notice in this sequence in the school when Loomis gets attacked by Myers? Did you notice anything different? I believe from one angle, I think Mike was a little bit above. 
stairs. Uh, his masked, his mask looked like it wasn't on right. He had a blonde mask. It's a pink face. Yeah, and white blonde white hair. hair. Yeah, so I remember something quick. Yeah, seeing the back, and then I was like, wait, that's it's not a right. ridiculous oversight in this movie that yeah. I can't unsee. I've I've noticed it twenty five years ago. Or thirty whatever years ago. Yes, I know what you're. I was thinking of something else. Just the general mask looked different. But you mentioned it earlier, but it's, it was yeah. But you're right. There's a split second where it's from the rear. Is it from the rear? Well, it's front. He basically lunges into frame and and attacks Loomis. And the front into the side, you're seeing white or yeah. pink mask and white, white hair. I remember the white hair for a brief moment. And you're like, how is this a blonde mask? Like at some point, nobody on this set looked at this mask. Like what the hell are we doing? That. Yeah. It's like the most egregious, dis- disgusting dysfunction of a set. I think your iconic movie character is effectively determined, or this mask is such the I- iconic of piece to the costume. Yeah. And you're letting it arrive not only on film, like not only in terms of shooting it on the set, but shooting it, editing it, and keeping it in your movie. It just is such a disaster. I cannot, I cannot unsee it. It's the, it's the thing I hate most about this series, and uh, or this this movie. I mean, and uh, it's gonna say a series, well. Yeah, it just it sticks out like such a sore thumb, and it just feels like such brazen idiocy. Like, but, uh, how does nobody catch this? It's, it's like unconscionable. I don't understand this, it. Uh, anyway, I, I think it's absolutely terrible, um, but. It doesn't take me. It it doesn't ruin the movie, but it definitely sticks out as being a real problem for me. I, I do not enjoy that whatsoever. Ah, uh, whatever. I, I don't. I'm not passionate about the series or anything. So I guess yeah, it's like that's oh, an oversight. Move on. And now if something like that happened in Star Trek, sure, where Spock Spock's ears up. aren't pointy. That's right. You know, come on. Hell, hell to pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they kind of break out of the school. We get the pickup truck fight on that. I felt that it started to drag a little bit. You, you tell me your your side of that story. My okay, this is my problem. Now I know there's a it cuts away, so we don't really know how much time they're spending outside of the library in the truck, right? Yeah. Load them up. Let's go. Yeah. That sounds pretty much. That's we're not. Going. We're not going to stay parked and shoot the shit. Not dilly hey, dally. What are you doing next week? Uh, how's the wife? How's the kids? <laughs> how's Hollister getting together? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> about him. <laughs> So I'm trying to figure out, this is my second viewing. How does Mike get under the truck? There's no time. He's in the library like, oh, my eye, I can't see. Yep. Fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the truck and leave. How do, there's no time for him to get out and for him not to be seen getting underneath. I mean, Phil, he's a, he's a slow walker. That, That's all I'm saying. He's got to <laughs> be not seen and... Get underneath the truck and no one notices this guy walking very slowly. Yeah, you got to be pretty stealthy if you're going to walk that slowly. I don't recall it being foggy at that point in time. It's a little foggy, but not foggy foggy enough that... that, It's foggy when it's convenient. (laughs) That's right. Even if it's the most fog you've ever had, you can probably still see a human being a six feet tall. He's probably got some B.O. He probably does, yeah. B.B.O., actually. (laughs) It's beyond. B.O. So anyways, nonetheless, we'll just accept the fact that he's underneath the truck... And they're leaving out of town. They pass all the state troopers coming into town to save the day. Yeah. Better late than never. That's right. He, uh, Mike rids of the people on the back of the truck. That's right. Nobody's none the wiser. 
Well, he doesn't. That's stealth. I mean, that, he is you stealth. Can, you can deliver that. Very that's quickly. one thing he's been known for is that's stealth. Right. Very subtle. And then he makes his move on the driver. Gets rid of him. Easy peasy. Sticks his hand in there and just rips his head up. Or does something really gross. And I, I didn't mind that. Okay. I didn't mind that. Sure. It's sort of similar to uh, Brady's sort of demise-ish. With yeah. one arm, though. So now Rachel's like, no, I'm driving. I'm yep. driving the bus here. Yep. She kicks out. Yeah, well, you get rid of the dead guy. Yeah, you, don't, you don't need that guy. Just move him over. You can just room for two. I would have used him as a little safety sure. between you and, and Mikey boy on top. That's it. You drive from the middle. Yeah, but somehow Mike has lost his... Equilibrium, I would say. Yes, because uh, <laughs> she's in the same spot as the driver, yet he can only grab her sweater. She's ah. very wiry. <laughs> but the, for the first like section, she's not moving. It's true. Like she's not swerving, and she's looking. You know, hands at ten hands and two. Hands at ten and two. There's an opportunity that Mike says, "Well, that just worked on the previous driver. I'll do the same to her." But no, no. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think this whole sequence runs a little bit too long for me, despite the movie not feeling like it's dragging. I feel mm-hmm. like this sequence. I like that he dispatches the guys in the back very fast. I don't really have much patience. I think this is like kind of dragging out this battle uh, with him on the roof and Rachel and stuff. I, I don't love that. It's yeah. it's a it's something I would try and trim. Trim a bit. Frankly. I think yeah. I think those two guys live. They got thrown off, but I think they just got more or less got thrown off. I don't think oh, they got maybe. their necks broken or anything. Well, maybe they show up in the next one. <laughs> maybe. Jeez, can't wait. <laughs> I'll be looking for them. That's right. You know who I won't be looking for? Tim Hollister. No, he no, will not no. be there. He is not coming back for any sequels. Let's be clear. Yeah, about the only that. guy to die in the movie, not by Mike. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. bastard. Yeah, uh, we now basically he gets thrown now from the car. That's a good move. Truck. Stop Great short. Move. Absolutely. Yeah. And they just pump this guy full of all the lead you can possibly imagine. This is after she runs over him. Well, sure, he's had a rough go. Runs after him. Runs yeah. over him. I mean, he had it coming, but you know. And then he goes around, comes around. That's right. And Jamie goes to check him, check him out. I don't yeah. understand the the impulse. I don't know. They're related. You know, he's blood. So maybe there's something like that. It's and on, they're like, Jamie, don't touch Mike. him. Don't touch him. Come back. But so forth. Then you touch him. If you, a kid, if you tell a kid not to do something, yeah. you do it. Absolutely. And it's Uncle Mikey. So she now gets out of the way and now they pump him full of lead. Yeah. Pardon me. And uh, he f- falls into some crevasse. Uh, that was definitely a crevasse of sorts. Uh, unknown to this point. So he just fell down. That's it. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, uh, dispatched and all's well in Hanfield. Yeah. Time to go home. Yeah, Grab good. a bath. Take it easy. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out for everyone. Uh, I absolutely adore this last uh, couple minutes of the movie. What are your thoughts on it seeing it for the first time? Bold. Yeah. Yeah. You Did know. it leave you excited for the next one? A little bit. Yes. Yeah, this this was similar to my one experience. Yeah. Give me the next one. Like, okay, this is... Yeah. Right? I was you, like, yeah. Did you anticipate any of that happening? What are you... Like, talk to me about... Okay, now the movie's in the wind down, right? We, yeah. The, 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 the villain's been dispatched. Seemingly. It's now <laughs> your kind of quiet moment of... Seemingly. Seemingly, of course. Uh, we get the... the it's basically the, the pressure's off... Let's reset and go out on the high note, uh, you know, as that goes. Um, did you anticipate any of what happened in the last two minutes kind of happening? No, not particularly. No. I'm like, who's putting on the mask? 
What's going on? Who going f- to a POV shot yes. for the first time who, and like, oh, wait a minute. Who are we following here? Yeah, yeah. Mike's been, like you said dispatched. so elegantly, dispatched. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, that was... And then we see Jamie at the top of the stairs. Look what I just did. Yeah. Stab the old mom, foster mom. Yeah, you assume so. Anyway, and then like just drenched in blood, holding the scissors. Loomis, no. Yeah. You know, just screaming in slow-mo. Meeker, like, kind of put off by the whole thing. I adore this last five minutes of the movie. Or yeah, three no, movie. I think... I'm so, like, pumped when I first saw it. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I was only watching it as, like, a 10, 11-year-old kid anyway. Yeah. So the idea that a kid is now in some sort of possession of or whatever the case may be. Runs in the family. We don't know what the origins are, right? But at some point... She touched his hand, right? Yeah, I mean, that's That's the assumption. That's the assumption that the evil somehow has been passed over. And this is obviously after seeing it a number of times and trying to process it. But yeah, you kind of get the impression that that's what happened. The evil passed through to her and now she has the gift. (laughs) Yeah, that's quite the gift. Um I love it. I, I love so much the ending of this movie that I think while the rest of the movie I find at times can be a little flat in terms of the style of it. It's not a very stylish movie. I, for the most part, agree with you in that I think it holds enough of part one's mm-hmm. essence mm-hmm. Um, while kind of taking it to slightly new territory. It's living in the 80s. It feels very much of its time, um, but I think it delivers those things very well. I have some qualms with the mask, but generally speaking, I like all the characters. Rachel's kind of a good, good girl character. There's nothing really wrong with her. Like she's solid, she's yep. decent enough performance. Mm-hmm. I like the smart kind of township that kind of comes out of it. So there's a, a lot of the choices that are made in this movie. I really find to be pretty compelling. And even though it is just another horror movie slash slasher. Uh, I think it elevates. So I was happy to see it kind of back to its its roots a little bit in this one, um, even after so many years of seeing it. I, I, I'm impressed by the choices that it makes. I think for as far as sequel goes, I think especially by the time you get to four, yeah, it's really tough to keep the essence, like you said. To, but I was pleasantly surprised that it got a lot of things right. Yeah, throughout the movie, with there's not a lot of like frustrating moments. It took a to, outside of the ambulance workers, it took a while to get a kill. Yeah, like outside the ones that don't yeah, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. that don't That's count. Right. Those it, are just just like, there to kickstart the movie, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised with that. I thought the performances were good. Uh, generally, I was impressed. And when it comes to the ending, Phil, I, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't know what the title of the next movie was. Oh, okay. So I, I, I knew, and but I already sort of knew Mike Myers is kind of he's here around. To stay. He sticks around. That was pretty. I couldn't really avoid that. That's fair. That knowing so that's I, fair. So it was interesting to, but even if I didn't, I mean, he seems like from he's like Murdoch from MacGyver. Every time you think he's dead, he's not. Sure. Right, and you know he's going to come back. Yeah. It left it wide open for him to come back because he can take bullets pretty like a champ. Yeah, t- shot six times yeah, if you remember funny. from Halloween one. Yeah. So, so he can take a, some lead. Yeah, there's a lot of it, but yeah, I get yeah. right. So that's an open door, but then she's possessed or something's going on with her. Yeah. You know, obviously, she's gone, she's gone through some dramatic uh, episodes. So I mean, like, well, what are they going to work together? In the right. yeah, 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 like, yeah. what's like, going to happen next? there? Yeah. Or uh, so it, it left me like one curious to see the next one. 
and if see if they're able to stick with the same formula yeah that worked for the ones that have worked or would they you know fall down the the well of the <laughs> all the other sequels of so many different franchises of course, just yeah, like not just horrors, churning right? them out yeah yeah exactly this is not a horror problem this is a yeah. every pro every genre problem where yeah. we're just churning them out people will go watch them they get shittier and shittier yeah less there's, care there's a few sort of ones that have somehow that uh, elevate or whatever that have sure. yeah yeah that, that do stand out uh from the original of the, of the respected series yeah um uh, but Philip, I uh, I was surprised of how, how little mistakes I felt that the, this movie made, and with the music that I, I like for, uh, like I like the score. Yeah, it's great. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any experience with other scores like from Freddie and from mm-hmm. uh, Jason, and I don't know their one. There, I hope I never do. I don't well, know. You, you know. probably will. You'll probably find it. <laughs> Uh, we're getting canceled. <laughs> so, uh, we're getting canceled. <laughs> but not next week, folks. Uh, next week, uh, good news for you, David. Uh, we're gonna go back. Oh, we are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in a way, I, I'm glad. You're almost happy about this. Let's just get it all, That's get it all right. out, get Flush it all it done, uh, satisfy <laughs> the curiosity, and yeah. Well, that's uh, that's it, folks. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Happy uh, Halloween season to you, and thanks for joining us. Uh, of course, as always, please rate us uh, five stars on your podcatcher of choice, and uh, if you can, uh, share it. Uh, with everybody that you know and uh, have ever met. Thanks so much. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.